3: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss.
4: The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drahada Dundalk and Cavan. We have amazing offers available across the 211, Renault and Dacia range. Get your card delivered to you in just a couple of clicks. Call us today to find out more or visit blackstonemotors.ie. Stay safe from Blackstone Motors.
5: Welcome to Late Lunch this Friday afternoon. Great to have you with us on the show. Let me tell you what's happening today and uh, over the next couple of hours. uh, We will be looking ahead to the weekend in sport on that big, loud derby. Dundalk and Drogheda with Leon Blanche from Boyle Sports. My Glen Campbell story, I round him off today with... Ah, his best-known song for sure. Lorna Key is joining us. A lot of people working from home and still trying to get to grips with rigging up their home office that, you know, it's ideal as a working space. Well, Lorna Key has loads of advice for you a little bit later on the show. It's Book Club Friday with Margaret Madden. I have to say, she always excels, but she's really excelled today with our recommendations and her book of the month is simply brilliant. Coming up after two on the show, if you want to get in touch with us... the riddle. You'll need this number. You're going to solve the riddle today. I have another riddle for you on Friday. And a lovely little prize. 086-1800-658. WhatsApp or text me during the show with your comments if you'd like to join in the chat. Or 1850 958 if you'd like to call in. Now, we were talking about it here on the show yesterday and speculating. Was it a dolphin or was it a porpoise? Yes, this creature swam into the boy nearly yesterday. And my, oh my crowds were gathering to look at it Uh, the speculation was that it was a dolphin and actually it has turned out to be a dolphin it's a bottlenose dolphin that's in the boy and he's still there was there anyway this morning I'm joined on late lunch today by Porrick Hooley he's sightings officer with the Irish Whale and Dolphin Group hello Porrick Good afternoon. Hi. Thank you very much for joining me on the show. Well, I, I do you, you're a bit of a distance away from us. I'm sure you can feel uh, the excitement up here in the northeast with this uh, creature being spotted in the bay. It's just been unbelievable, the reaction to it. So look, our-Louise spoke to you yesterday, and at that stage it wasn't confirmed, but it has been confirmed. It is a bottlenose dolphin. And you guys know this fella. Yeah, we
6: do indeed. Uh, I mean... Um our, our, my colleagues in the Shannon Dolphin project, which is one of the, the, the projects uh, run by the Irish Whale and Dolphin Group, um, they, they've been down there in, based in Kilrush in County Clare. Uh, on the north side of the estuary, studying this population for almost 30 years. It's just, so it's a really important, significant, ongoing monitoring program, uh, that, that's run year, year after year. And this bottlenose dolphin, uh, was first photographed by the Irish Whale and Duffer Group way back in 1993, 28 years ago. So not only do we know its species, we know its gender, and we actually
5: know its life history. Oh, isn't this magnificent? And tell me this, how could you tell, you know, so quickly, did you get good images of him as he porpoised in the bind? Is it from his, his, his dorsal fin that you tell? That's right. Well, if, you, if you've ever been in, in the local police station there in Drada and you've been
6: asked to put your thumb uh, on a piece of greaseproof paper uh, with a bit of ink on it, uh, you, you, you'll you know that the, you're, you're in trouble. The, the, yeah. the guards are looking for your your, your your fingerprint. Well, we can do the exact same uh, with dolphins and indeed with several species of whales because they have unique identifying features. And on bottlenose dolphins, the most useful one is the dorsal fin. No two dorsal fins on a bottlenose. Most dolphin anywhere on the planet are alike, and my colleague Mags Daly was working with images uh, that she saw yesterday uh, from um, Aidan Curran Photography. And they were really sharp images, as you'd expect from a professional photographer. And she came, she was just looking at them going, hang on, that dorsal fin has got notches and grooves in places that look a little bit familiar. So she started trawling through the database. And, uh, and bingo, she found a match fairly quickly. Uh, and it is number eight, a.k.a. Kevin Costner, uh, which is an interesting twist because apparently when he was first seen... Uh, he kept hanging out with groups of sub-adults and females and he was very protective and back in the early 90s there was a pretty bad Kevin Costner movie called The Bodyguard uh, so so the the team down there back in the uh, back at the time uh, over 28 years ago nicknamed them Kevin Costner because of his habit of hanging around and being overly protective of the females in the inner reaches of the Shannon Estuary but we know him as number 8 on the, the Shannon uh, bottlenose dolphin catalogue so it's a great story and of course it raises lots of mad questions like what on earth why has he left the Shannon Estuary and what has brought him to the opposite side of the country in the Mm. Irish Sea in the the Boyne River system so uh, like many of these things uh, we we have a few answers but there are lots lots more, more questions
5: it's a great story, I have to say So folks, he has a name, his name is Kevin You thought it was Kevin the carrot in the Christmas ads Forget about that, we're in the month of April It's Kevin Costner, the bottlenose dolphin That's in the boy, number eight as he's known Look at, answer a couple of those questions As you say, it's an imponderable How he comes round the coast Did he come round by the south coast? Did he go up the west coast and back down? Can Can you say... No, we've we've no way of knowing, really. I I mean, the bottlenose dolphins, I mean, uh, you know, it's it's not unusual
6: for us, for instance, to to record, say, bottlenose dolphins um, in the morning, say, off. Wicklow Harbour uh, and, 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 and that evening uh, they could be uh, off Docky, Kaliny in South Dublin uh, and later that night they, they, they could be off Hose you know, Head heading, heading up mm. towards the North Dublin coast. So these are animals that can quite easily cover really significant ground in a relatively short period of time. All we know is that one of the last field trips we did studying button dolphins in the Shannon Estuary late last August he was among them. So at some point he's left you know, he, he could quite easily have got from the Shannon Estuary, uh, to the, you know, to off the, the Louth Mead coast, um, easily, quite easily within a week. But of course, he probably did it in stages. Uh, what, what's underpinning that movement out of his core habitat? You know, it's really anybody's guess. Uh, but it is likely that he, he's, he's foraging at the moment. He's actively fle- feeding. I mean, people who know more about uh, fish running in the uh, the Boyne River system would say that this is actually a really good time for salmon smolts to be leaving the river as they're heading out into open open Irish Sea. And it is entirely possible that he has just tapped into this and and he's feeding away. So 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 good luck to him. But we would ask if members of the public obviously wouldn't go out on boats or jet skis or give him a hard time. Allow this animal time and space and hopefully he will actually make his way back out into open water obviously we'd be much happier if he wasn't in a relatively narrow stretch of river and he was in open sea but you know there, there is no immediate threat to this animal he seems in good health, certainly the footage we've seen, uh, he looks hale and hearty, may look a little bit on the thin side uh, but you know we, we just need not do anything um, to, 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 to force him any further Upstream, then he is. We 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 want them downstream, down mm. towards.
5: Well that's an appeal that should be heeded today And there are jet skiers Especially down towards the mouth of the Boyne Because I play golf in Baltre And I've often heard them there creating their racket uh, uh, And they're up and down the river there at speed That's obviously a danger And we don't need boats or vessels being launched On the Boyne this weekend To turn it into a circus That will distress this creature completely And could be a danger to his life
6: uh, absolutely You know It's one of these Wonderful situations Where you can see The animal even better From the riverbank So just watch it. It, it It's a wonderful gift To have That you can see uh, You know One of the largest Dolphin species Certainly in Irish waters You know Within metres And still standing On the riverbank uh, Having having a mug of tea Or around the sandwiches And enjoy nature uh, at, at, at its very best And you know Yeah let, Let's just avoid Making the circus Out of it um, And bring, bring your kids along, uh, enjoy it, and report your sightings to the Irish Whale and Dolphin Group via the website iwdg.ie, and we'll monitor the situation. We've been in touch this morning with the National Parks and Wildlife Service just to keep them updated on the situation. Uh, there's no need for any intervention. We're happy this animal is doing what bottlenose dolphins do. And, and, and because it's a Shannon Estuary dolphin, it's actually the point is that it's actually quite well-used to these environments, to these swimming in brackish water or shallow shallow waters, estuarine waters. So if it was any other species of dolphin, yes, we would be quite concerned for its welfare, but not in this instance.
5: Now we have another fellow in Green Ore at the moment. His mm. name is Finn, because my cousin John Kelly, uh, I was speaking to him during the week, and he, uh, he's a sub-aqua diver, and they're up there every weekend, and they're on first-name terms nearly with this land. The footage he uh, sent to me is absolutely beautiful. So he's up at Green Ore. We know the story. Fungi's gone missing. So I take it he hasn't been seen since. Which brings me to the question how long do they live for?
6: Yeah, I, I mean, you'd have to say, I mean, Fungi, who is now presumed dead, and rightly, um, the Fungi. Uh, would have been certainly in his late 40s because uh, we we don't really know what age fungi was when he arrived but he arrived 38 years ago and he was already you know a, a, you know at least a young adult so fungi could have been anywhere between 45 and 50 and that is you know likely to be the upper reaches of, a, of an adult male bottlenose dolphin uh, so the fact that this animal here in the river you know we we've been monitoring him in the shannon estuary for close on 30 years uh, and when when he was foreseen. The notes suggest that he was already quite big. So again, this animal could be uh, certainly um, anywhere from his uh, in it from his mid thirties onwards. Mm. Uh, of course, we're in the realm of speculating here. But you know they are long lived, and uh, you know it's, uh, Finn is definitely a different animal. They're a very, very different animal. In fact, your your cousin John Kelly has been one of the regular reporters of Finn uh, of the Green or Carlingford Lock area. So again, if members of the public, you are... you are our eyes and ears on the water. You can re- keep us posted by reporting your observations to the Irish Whale and Dolphin Group, and the more information we have of sightings of these wonderful marine mam- mammals, the better able we are to protect them and their habitats. So just keep those sightings coming.
5: Uh, when you say he arrived in, in the Shannon Estuary, or this arrives up at us here in the River Boyne, where do they come from? Where do dolphins breathe?
6: Well, well Shannon Dost, uh, the Shannon population is actually one of only four resident populations of bottlenose dolphins anywhere in Europe. Right. So, so, we're really privileged to have a resident population, and that means that they live there year-round. They breed there, they feed there. They, they their whole life is within the reaches of between County Limerick, County Clare on the north, and County Kerry on the south. Uh, so they spend their entire lives there, and that's why this animal number eight appearing in the River Boyne has really thrown a, a curveball, if you like, because these animals are really faithful to that, that particular site. In fact, you know, people like Mags Daly and Simon Barrow would say sightings of, of Shannon Estuary dolphins even at the outer reaches of the estuary would be quite unusual. Mm. So to see this animal that's done at 360 degrees and ended up <laughs> in a river system on the Irish Sea at the East Coast it has, has really um, has really uh, got, 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 them, got them asking lots of questions that they have not even pondered.
5: Well, you know, maybe as you say, and I do know I'm an angler myself, yes, you're right, mm-hmm. uh, the smolts are migrating down the boine in huge numbers at this time of the year because there's been great runs of salmon in recent, Years and spawnings been good, so maybe he's heard after all these years of the salmon of knowledge.
6: Exactly. A, isn't there a lovely link there with the the, the boy? In, it's wonderful. I mean, uh, yeah, all, all of this, we, we'll we have time to ponder all of these sort of cultural nuances in, in, in days and weeks to come. But that is a particularly
5: good one. Uh, listen, Parik, you've been great. Uh, you've named him now. So there we have it, folks. His name is Kevin. And Kevin Costner, if you want to give him a, his full title, 008, he's number eight. I can see a O. Have you a 007? Anything to do with James Bond? Is he called Bond? Yeah, there is a 007. I'm not sure who his nickname is and you probably (laughs) will will find that it is James if if he was a male. Yes, indeed. (laughs) Ah, look, it's a wonderful story and you've been great today. Thank you for taking uh, the time to join us, Porrick, and uh, naming our dolphin that we have on loan from the Shannon Estuary in the River Boyne at the moment. Good luck with your work and everything you do. Thanks a lot. Thanks for joining me on the show. Bye. That's Poric Cooley, there, sightings officer with the Irish Whale and Dolphin Group. Kevin, he's Kevin. So you can say hello to him now. He's Kevin Costner. He's our number eight and he's in the River Boyne. Stay with us on Late Lunch. So now you know who he is and what his name is, the Dolphin in the Boyne. It's time for your riddle on Friday. Are you ready to solve this riddle for me? I have a nice little prize to send to one of you after the show today. Here is your riddle. Listen carefully, please. A man looks at a painting in a museum and says, Brothers and sisters, I have none, but that man's father is my father's son. Who is the person in the painting? I'll say it to you once more. A man looks at a painting in a museum and says, Brothers and sisters, I have none. But that man's father is my father's son. Who is the person in the painting? I'll leave it with you. 086-1800-658. WhatsApp or text me to the show. Or you can call in on eighteen fifty seven one five nine five eight. Louise, I'm just thinking... The ferrari caused by the dolphin in the river, doesn't it just show you, you know, again and this last 13, 14 months has shown an awful lot of people about the simple things Mm. and nature. And And noticing nature. Yes, noticing noticing nature is right. I walked that walk on the Boyne a couple of years ago, one morning early on Sunday and a pair of otters, a pair of otters in the river beside me and came right in beside us and all beautiful to see them things like that mm. it's alive and we must protect those habitats and environments as well and tied in with this like our love of animals did you see what happened with Dublin Zoo yesterday when they opened up for bookings you know they are reopening next week The system just collapsed mm. with the demand for people to go now, people have their issues with zoos, but zoos do a huge job in saving species, saving a lot and of, and looking after. Yeah. And it just shows you people wanting to go there as well. I just saw that it just crashed. Have completely. they,
7: you know, because the Dublin Zoo is so massive. Mm. Have, are they only giving out X amount of tickets per oh, day uh, or yes,
5: I would say there has to be, yeah, 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 yeah. You order know to what just
7: I mean. They have to keep, stuff.
5: yeah. They can't you yeah. won't ever go to the zoo <laughs> for the next while anyway, where you know you're off you're in the zoo and it jammed oh, yeah. with people. Oh yeah. Y- you're not gonna see mm. that. You know, you're certainly not gonna see that. But just interesting to see that, isn't it? And it
7: might be a nicer experience then mm, if it's not as jammed.
5: Yeah. And the other thing I wanted to mention today, you couldn't but folks, could you, have noticed. The cherry blossom everywhere at them. the moment.
7: Have you love have,
5: have you picked up on it everywhere? Oh yeah, love. Them. Wow, just I love you know, the white. I love the pink. Yes, and and if you look, our daffodils have you know the snowdrops first are gone. The daffodils are almost gone. On comes the blossom, and we'll be there for a short time. If you get a wind, if you get heavy winds sure, they'll blow it everywhere. Yeah, but just so for those moments, you know, in those days, and that brief time when it bursts, the the pink is predominant. There are whites as well. I think it's just marvellous. And then marvellous, the cycle of nature. It just... I
7: saw a load of bluebells yesterday up. as yes, well. Yes, it's the it's time happiness. of the
5: year. It's the time of the year. And you know, if I was in Sligo fishing, there's a part of the lake where we go and have our lunch and the banks are covered in bluebells at this time of the year. I miss that. I really miss it. I really do. Anyway, coming up on Late Lunch a little later on, Margaret Madden's here with our her recommendations in Book Club. And we have the brilliant Lor- Lorna Key. She's an interior designer. She's talking about the home office and getting it right. Getting your home office uh, right uh, to, uh in your home, you know like you have a home office, but maybe you want to tidy it up, rearrange it or whatever. Lorna will help you for sure now, heading to news and weather at two o'clock well, show with Kevin Costner in the Boyne. There can only be one song. it's from the Bodyguard, the biggest selling movie soundtrack l p of all time forty five million yes, it's herself. the wonderful. Whitney Houston, Kevin, don't go, Kevin, please stay, please stay with us. Gotcha, the riddle has foxed most of you today, it has, it really has, now some of you are smart and you have it, but you're in the minority I have to say, so I will read it only once more, so here you are, I'll give you the riddle once more, think about it, just listen to my words, listen to work this one out. A man looks at a painting in a museum and says Brothers and Sisters I have none but that man's father is my father's son. Who is the person in the painting? oh eight six eighteen hundred six five eight WhatsApp or text me to the show or eighteen fifty seven one five nine five eight if you care to call in. We have correct answers. Well done, i I'll be telling you about them a little bit later on. Give it a go again. If you uh, think about it a little bit more. Now, Book Club Friday on late lunch and she's waiting patiently with some cracking recommendations. I have to say, Margaret Madden, good afternoon. How
4: are you doing, honey?
5: I'm really good and you're well too. Isn't that a lovely day?
4: Oh, it's great. I was just saying to Louise, I'm getting a bit excited with myself, though, and I'm wearing kind of summer clothes and I am a bit cold.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Near change a clout till May is out, they say. Now, come on, mind yourself. But listen, anyway, so what about it? It's lifting the spirits, the weather, isn't it? And getting us to look forward to summer. Anyway, I have to say, you have picked such a great uh, repertoire of books for the book club this month, starting with your book of the month. Tell them what it is.
4: The Book of the Month is Nora by Nuala O'Connor
5: This is a wonderful, wonderful book, Margaret It really is I'm very familiar with this book myself Because really, uh, Nuala, what she's done is She's reimagined history, hasn't she here?
4: She has She's um, set aside uh, the the obvious character of James Joyce And telling his story um, And has gone for Nora Barnacle His uh, common-law wife And uh, she has just done it fantastically.
5: And Nora Barnacle, when you think of Nora Barnacle, for people who might or might not be familiar with it, she was an ordinary girl from Galway in the west of Ireland who came to work in the big smoke in Dublin in Finn's Hotel. And, you know, Joyce, not saying anything derogatory here, but he was at a different level to her, wasn't he?
4: Well they were from different classes and there was a huge class difference back then you know and um, he would have been educated right through to college uh, whereas she would have been like many women and 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 well young women and boys taken out of school at 12 and made work um you know so mm. there was a very big difference in them but the attraction was instant and they met on the street actually mm. i didn't know that to be fair i have to be completely a hundred percent honest here and say i considering I I study literature and write literature, I don't know the work of James Joyce that much. I think Ulysses frightened me. Mm. (laughs) So I don't know much about him, but this has really opened up my eyes to um, the relationship that they had and how she was his muse and how she put up with so much um, for this man, you know?
5: Yeah, she was the glue that kept the family together. I've seen that quotation about it, wasn't she?
4: She really was, because he was just... um, terrible slanderer and he was um, he drank a lot and he was demanding he had a very um, I'm not even sure what the word you would use but he was just such a demanding character and it was all about him it was all me 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 but she just kept going she loved him so
5: much Mm. Her love was just you know, it was unrequited love, it really was, and, and she followed him everywhere. Of course, he wandered across Europe. He, he, he wasn't a man like to earn an awful lot of money as well. She struggled, and children involved and everything. Yeah.
4: Yeah, and they brought um, James's brother, Stanley, uh, over to live with them to kind of help with the finances and everything. And we're talking about living in one room, really, over in Austria, um, where Nora wouldn't have had the language. She wouldn't. She wasn't able for the heat. Then she was pregnant. She. Um, It was, it was, she was on her own really because, um, Jim was teaching in the local, teaching English in the local college, but she really was alone, but she adored him so much. She just did everything. She used to kind of sneak money out of his pockets when he'd come in drunk and, um, keep the family going doing, she, then she took on laundry work and she was cleaning the underwear and everything of, the lecturers in the school. It was just she really, really wanted to make things work. Mm. Now, I wouldn't say it was unrequited love, Jerry. He did love her. Yes. But I think he loved drink and writing yeah. more.
5: Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a fair point. It is indeed, and uh, you have to say that Nulo Connor has done a phenomenal job in you know in the creation of the characters, the situations they find themselves in, and you mentioned like the fina- financial hardship, the s- mm. the struggle they had. It really comes to life, doesn't it, from the pages
4: does and she flicks back, um, you know she follows them on their journey from Austria to Italy, back to Austria, back to Ireland and how they yearn for home not kind of, you know, the, the atmosphere at home but the actual land and yet when they go home for visits they can't wait to go back to Austria. It's just so well done and you really find yourself sucked into the world of Nora and I mean Nula is a, a poet and a, and a writer and her her rewriting of
5: of the Joyce's love letters and everything is just amazing. She has such talent. Mm, And uh, she does uh, show Nora Barnacle up in in a fine light, a strong woman behind a man, you know, as you said, and all the flaws that he had with him. Lived in the shadows, but her story is told and deserves to be told now. It's Margaret Madden's Book of the Month on Late Lunch Book Club Get it, read it, enjoy it. It's brilliant. Nora, a love story of Nora and James Joyce by Nuala O'Connor, our book of the month. Now we move on. Oh, my word, you've picked a special book in the we'd call the young adult category. It's called Boys Don't Cry by Fiona Scarlet. Uh, Margaret, you know, when you read about this book, imagine people are saying and I, I, I want your opinion on this that Shuggy Bain, who won the big prize last year, uh, uh, the book, or wasn't it, it won last year. Um, there's comparisons between it and this book.
4: There is. Now, I didn't get that from Okay. Her. I kind of got um, a bit of Roddy Doyle. Okay. Um, I, You know, I, she just has her own distinct voice, so I, I, I'm not going to compare her to anything. I just think she's done a really, really good job. Um, it is... Boys Don't Cry, as I said. And it's the story of Joe, and, uh, who's 17, and his brother Finn, who's 12. And they're living in the Jacks, which is like, um, it's, it's a, a tower block in um, in Dublin. It doesn't really say, but I would imagine kind of what Ballymun would have been like um, yes. at a, at its lowest point. Yeah. Um, it's a beautiful area now, but at the time. And they're living with their mom, um, Ma, and Da is in prison um, for drug-related crimes. And it's just a relationship between the two brothers. Um, And Finn gets sick, and you learn this at the very beginning. Um, He he gets really bad nosebleeds and bruises start to appear on his body. So he's brought to the specialist, and he's very funny. He's like, what is a specialist? How do you become a specialist? You know, he's just so funny. It's written in his own voice. And it turns out he has leukemia. So you're going through with Joe and Finn and how they're coping with that. What's going on? What, a dad's trying to ring. He's trying to get in contact with Finn to say he's really sorry he can't be at chemo. Ma is just up the walls. Um, and, and Joe is worried then about finances. So unfortunately starts heading down the road of his dad and meets up with Desi, the local gangster, to try and get some money. So basically the the whole book is split into two narratives of the two boys and so you're getting two sides of the story, two voices, beautifully written, nice short chapters and and really you connect with with these two boys, you Mm. really do.
5: Mm. So you have everything in this. You have a home without a dad because of crime and violence, that hovering over the older brother, Joe, who's 17, in the context of this uh, serious illness that the younger guy, Finn, has. It's, it's been uh, universally acclaimed, hasn't it, this book?
4: Yeah, already now there's, there's a yeah. big shouting about it. I can see it being huge. um I, she is a school teacher herself, I think. Um, so the voices that she uses are quite genuine. Mm. Um, Joe is a lovely character, despite his, his upbringing and where he is located, his situation. Um, he's a scholarship to a private school. Um, you know, very bright child, but it's a case of which road is he going to go down? Yes. You know, your, your society plays a huge part in how these children's lives turn out. Yeah. So you're on the journey with them.
5: And uh, it's called again Boys Don't Cry by Fiona Scarlett And it is her debut And what an impressive debut it is if This is yeah. a, an indication of things to come Well, uh, note the name Fiona Scarlett, Boys Don't Cry Recommended by Margaret Madden For your enjoyment on this month's Boot Club on Late launch. Now we move on The next one is a memoir Yeah,
4: you know I like my memoirs Yes, you do I do. I try and read one month. Actually, I I got this on Box, the library site, so I I got to hear it every evening. Um, And it's called What We Carry. And actually, do you know what? I don't have the the author's name here. I
5: have it here sitting in front of me. It's uh, What We Carry, a memoir by Maya Shabang Lang.
4: Yes. I knew I wouldn't remember. I should have written it down. You're all right. (laughs) Okay, so... um, it is her story of of herself and her mother. Her mother immigrated from India with her father and two children um, way back when um, over to the States. And now it kind of starts out where uh, Maya has given birth to her first child, Zoe. Um, herself and her husband are living, I think, in New York. Um, and she she kind of realizes very quickly that she wants her mom. She needs help, you know, and she contacts her. Um, the relationship they have is kind of odd. The mother comes out with these random stories from India. Um, In particular, there's a story of a woman who walks into a river with a baby in her arms, and she has to decide who is she going to save. She can only save one of them, herself or the baby. So this is a big kind of theme through the book, which kind of, if you were to modernize the story, it's, it's a story of judgment, shame, and the weight of, the burdens for women as parents and, you know, so it's that's kind of lingering in the background. But really the book is um, about herself and her mother, the relationship they have. Um, the mother moves in with them after it becomes clear that she she herself is probably heading down the road for dementia. Mm. So their relationship changes and all of a sudden kind of Moya is the mother yes. and the mother is the child. Um, mm. it's, it's told in nice short chapters so you can kind of dip in and out of it but it's a fabulous
5: story yeah.
4: very insightful and really examines the relationships between the two women
5: yes and as you say uh, as growing up uh, maya herself such admiration for her mother she was our hero she heard the stories from uh, home and of yesteryear and that changes the three aspects as you say and then of course she is uh T- the um, woman of the house herself then because her mother's decline. It's really sad, Margaret, because her hero is now so vulnerable. Isn't it shocking?
4: It is. She's she's reverted back. Yes. And, and she connects really well with Zoe, the grandchild, who's yeah. very, very young, who's kind of four, and the two of them are going around um, prepping things for dinner. And, you know, they become, because they're nearly on the same wavelength, the mm. four-year-old and the mother mm. at that stage. Um, it's it's a lovely it's non dementia is such um, an important thing to read about as well. Yes, it cannot be ignored. Yeah. Um, uh, but Maya really really wanted do everything for her
5: mother because she was her hero yeah yeah it's a lovely lovely book and uh, uh it's called what we carry you'll carry it with you for sure a memoir by maya shanbang lang and uh, another of margaret's lovely picks and uh she loves her memoirs as she said that's her recommendation for the memoir this month and before we finish you're going back oh you're going back to an old boyfriend never mind me donald <laughs> ryan I'm, I'm i'm out the door now <laughs>
4: Absolutely, I, I know I've mentioned this book before as being one of my favourite all times. So I thought I'd, I, I'd bring it up again. It's the thing about December by donna Ryan.
5: And the thing about it is that was this was his second book, which rubber stamped him as one of the greats, really, Margaret. Why December in the month of April? Why? Why should we get this book and read it?
4: Oh, this book was written kind of. Um, uh, so it starts kind of January, February. You know, each chapter has a month. Yes. So it doesn't matter what month, what month you read it in. Um, it's the story of Johnsey, who's, how uh, would i say, not the full Um In the book, he's referred to, uh, quote, a gom or a bit slow, you know. Yes. A, a bit of an imbecile. And it's his story... Um, it just kind of shows, he, he's lost his parents and he's living on his own in a nice enough kind of bungalow on a farm but he doesn't have any confidence in himself to run the farm so it's rented out to an eejit called Dermot MacDermot. <laughs>
5: what a name. Yeah
4: I know and um, it it just shows kind of the greed of land, it's coming up to the Celtic Tiger, there's discussions about the land being sold to a conglomerate of locals Z um, is out of his comfort zone, he's been bullied, he works in a local kind of centre, or and he's just treated so badly like dirt and then there's an awful incident where he's beaten up and he ends up having to stay in hospital for a while so you're in there with him but he's kind of blind when he's there his eyes are all wrapped up so he can only go by what he hears and he he, he makes friends with Dave who's in the bed next door to him and um, Nurse Siobhan Um, And it's just wonderful. Um, It's been called, and I quote from a review, A Force of Nature. And Mm. I agree. I'm actually writing an academic chapter on it at the moment. And the more I read it, and it's just a small book, every single sentence is crafted to perfection. Mm. It's stunning. And it just shows, as I said, it shines a light on the landlust that we have here in Ireland and uh, and a huge sense of community, uh, like the funerals and... um, you know, the, the, how people gather around and help and the sandwiches come out. And, but poor Al Johnsy, he is so lonely. He yes. He his parents so much.
5: Yeah, that's the thing, Margaret, the loneliness is, yeah. and people listening today, there are lots of lonely people listening to us today, yeah. you know, and the, the Radio at Times is the only company they have in their lives. I know, and, and, and
4: Johnsy, you really feel for it because yeah. in a rural Tipper yeah. area and, and people just look down at him because they think he's,
5: they mm. And uh, he's not. He's a human being oh, with feelings I and love him. <laughs> yes, yeah. emotions like all of us and he's lost uh, the nearest and dearest to him in his life. Yeah. The people he, who he could depend on to support him and help him and now he's on his own. It is uh, regarded as a quintessential work and of course it was uh, Donald's debut was the spinning heart and then this was uh, the follow up as I said which really cemented his wonderful writing ability and I know you love him as well. The yeah, thing about exactly December yeah by donal ryan margaret steps back a little in time but well worth checking out again i'll tell you what you've exceeded yourself this month they're great they're all great they really are thank, thank you. you so much we appreciate uh, your uh wonderful analysis every month of the titles that you bring to us. Thanks, Margaret.
4: Well, I'm going to text in now My um, whether I got
5: the riddle or not. <laughs> okay. I think I have it. <laughs> OK, All OK, right. text in and I'll see how you do. I'll let you know later. Thanks okay, a million, okay, Margaret. Bye, bye, bye. Take care now. Bye-bye, bye-bye. There you are. Some great recommendations. And just to mention again, Margaret's book of the month is Nora, a love story of Nora and James Joyce by Nuala O'Connor.
2: I need that
5: Oh, you do just have to let it finish, don't you? It's beautiful. Love that song. I smile when I hear it. It's one of those. April the 12th, 1999. It was released. Went to number one in the UK, six in the USA, and in little old Ireland, number three in the charts here. But yes, it's Backstreet Boys. And I want it that way, isn't it? Lovely, lovely song. Now, don't forget, live commentary. Three Premier League matches tomorrow on the LMFM app or the Listen tab on the LMFM website. Liverpool-Newcastle half 12. Then it's West Ham and Chelsea before the coverage rounds off with relegated Sheffield United against Brighton at 8 o'clock. Premier League live with now. Only pay for the games that matter to you. Your sport. Your terms with now. Yes, plenty of football on the weekend, and we'll be looking ahead to sport and it's a soccer weekend here at home and across the water with Leon Blanche here in late lunch after three o'clock this afternoon. Welcome to the show. If you're just joining us, listening on the radio, your smart speaker the app. Listen on the app. Get the app on your phone. Bring us with you wherever you go in this world. You can listen to us anywhere on the LMFM app. Download it. It's for free and you get all the information from the North East. Their news, current affairs, entertainment. It's all there just for you. Now, what am I going to say to you next? Um, Let me see what I have here. I've done that. I've done that. Oh, yeah, I was watching that programme last night in RT about the investment thing at primetime. It was shocking, wasn't it? The amount of Irish people, over 2000 people investing in that dolphin thing. And uh, my God almighty, the amount of money that's been lost in this country, those investments. I'm going to come back to that someday soon with uh, Mr. John Lowe, our money doctor, to chat about these. You know, when should you? Why shouldn't you? What are the pitfalls? We're going to talk about that shortly on Late Lunch. Not today, but in the near future. It's Book Club Friday on Late Lunch, and I promised you during the week, and I'm a man of my word. I'll tell you that. That's one thing about me. I said to you during the week that some of the orders I was speaking to, I'd hold the books till Friday. Kate Gunn, remember her? the accidental Soberista, the lady who gave the hooch the heave-ho and has stayed off it. It's a wonderful book. And I have The Invisible Job by Paula Fiennes sharing the parental responsibilities. We had a great chat the other day on the show as well. I want to give these books. I want to send them out to somebody out there today. So do you want soberista? Parenting. Let me know. Just either of those words, whichever book you'd like yourself. Soberista or Parenting to 086 1800 658. And we'll pick a couple of names before the end of the show. And we'll give you the answer to the riddle. They're flying in the answers on WhatsApp and text. It was a tough one this week. It was. Anyway, I'll bring you the answer to the uh, the riddle after three o'clock today on the show. I mentioned a, a short while ago a lot of us working from home, I'm working from home myself for most of the day and, you know, there was an emergency getting setting up over a year ago at home and, we uh, pioneered good rooms, bad rooms, different rooms, attics, you named it. But these places have become our places of work now and will be for the foreseeable future. So what's the best way to set yourself up at home with a nice office? You know, if you've been winging it up to this and getting on with what you have, maybe it's time to look at something that's much nicer and much more comfortable to work in. Well, I can tell you that Lorna Key knows all about designing a wonderful home office and she's joining me next. I mentioned a few moments ago that many of us are working at home now. I am myself for a greater part of the day. And it was on an ad hoc basis in emergency circumstances about a year or more ago But perhaps now with people working more from home long term, it looks like, it's time to really sort ourselves out and, you know, get a good space organised well in our homes for the office at home. I'm delighted to say I'm joined by a lady who's 13 years running an interior design business in beautiful Skerries in North County, Dublin, and she knows all about rigging out a home office to the best. And she's with me now, Lorna Key from Key Interiors. Hello. Hello. Hi, Jerry. How are you? I'm really good. Thanks for taking our call on the show this afternoon. Well, you know what I'm getting at there, and you're well familiar with this, mm-hmm. the way this has developed, you know, piecemeal up to this. Can I begin by asking you about the space, for example, that I and others work in at home? And if these rooms, you know, might be a spare room or a little office or a cubby or whatever in a house, how do you maximise, you know what I mean, the space, that it's not all clutter? Yeah,
0: I think a dedicated space in your home does allow you to avoid household distractions. So, I mean, one big advantage of working from home is no commute, isn't it? Yeah. So, um one of the challenges um people find about working from home is all the tempting distractions. So, I think a minimal office would be a good idea. And what I mean by that is um, one long countertop um, acting as a desk. And this is actually a very affordable option. You can buy like a kitchen countertop, which would be over two metres, and let it fit along the length of a wall in your home. And it would mean it it would become quite organised because the the legs could actually be drawers underneath it, you know, with soft clothes um, handles and things like that
5: i know exactly what you're talking about i need you in my room where i'm working and if you saw it you'd throw your hands up in horror and say you need to do what you're just after saying there because it is it is messy and the stuff is all round the place everywhere on the floor and in all type of places so one like, yeah, one, yeah. One, one worktop one good long work, worktop along a wall with built-in units around it and that you can get your chair in round and that good idea
0: I do think that uh, built-in furniture is really future-proofing the room as well for the whole family. So everyone can have a little piece of uh, storage in that room. Um, And, you know, you can really tailor that to your needs depending on the projects you're working on or for yourself. You'd have a lot of files and folders for different guests and subject matter. So you'd need loads of shelving in your office. And then maybe some good LED lighting. Um, a feature table lamp, maybe, or a vintage radio in your case, you know mm. to decorate and add your personality to that home office because. It really is supposed to be a place where you can dedicate some focused time and um, also inject your personality and it's a place that you want to be surrounded by your favourite things as well, like one of your favourite rooms.
5: Yes, exactly. I like that. I like all you're saying. What about the chair? Talk to me about a chair. Isn't a a good chair so important for posture and good health besides anything else?
0: Yeah, and also, you know, your wrist when you're using the mouse the whole time, your, your elbows have to be 90 degrees. So, um everybody is a different height aren't they um, I think a good chair that's adjustable you can now get them reclining which is really comfortable if you want to read an article that's quite long um, and, and on wheels as well but it doesn't have to be black you know you can have a really interesting fabric or leather or a tweed or something like that and all these office companies have the most wonderful selection you know of chairs and uh, you can sit stand as well with your desk a lot of people like standing part of their day um, and I'm seeing more and more of those desks popping up and then the chair as well with the recline and the adjustments left right and center you Mm.
2: know
5: yes so good chair good advice a good investment with zoom calls now we're all working on zoom all of the time what about your surrounds what do you suggest there because people notice everything in the zoom oh would you look at your man's place below oh my god are your woman's go on
0: yeah, and, looking, and you're looking at the shelving and see what kind of books they're reading yes. and stuff. But if, you, if your shelving is really messy, um, a great idea would be to have a feature wall and use maybe a textured wallpaper. That's quite simple and not a big, huge pattern on it. Nice, simple, understated texture wall allows you to maybe put one key painting or print up, or three in a row looks quite good as well yeah. and then maybe place a indoor plant to the left or right of that feature wall so if you are on a Zoom call it looks really professional behind you
5: Now I'll describe my circumstance to you my yeah. r- room is to the front of the house and our house faces east so in the morning we get full sun on the front of the house where I'm working but by mm. midday into afternoon it's tipped to the back which is lovely for the back garden but the front room uh, yeah. uh, on any sort of chilly day or anything gets cool Well, do you know
0: what you need, Gerry? This is um, where we talk about window treatments. Um, What you need is possibly a roller blind, which can be motorised with a screen on it, which can kind of deflect that glare from the sun in the morning time. Mm. Um, So you can pull it down, uh, but still have a nice bright room without getting a wee bit of a headache. And then as the day goes on, you can have a second blind, that's a Roman blind, instead of a big heavy pair of curtains. And the Roman blind can kind of go up and down in a concertina effect and add softness to the room and you can have a very interesting fabric on it you know like uh, geometric or striped or something like that would maybe suit you
5: yeah interesting so i can work at that you know no matter what part of the day because when i finish here i'm back in there again i can feel comfortable in my surroundings
0: Exactly. And one interesting thing I've done in my studio with my windows, I actually um, got a um, carpenter to come in, do the cabinetry around the window and include a window seat so I could bring my dog to work with me sometimes. Mm. So it's also a large seat. It's an opportunity to add, um, you know, like a a kickback zone to read a book or for the dog and you can have... (laughs) Nice little cushions to match the Roman blind. So it really becomes a professional but also enjoyable, fun space to work in.
5: Yeah. Now, you mentioned a moment ago the feature wall. What about accessorising a room? Do you like that?
0: Yeah, I think the best way to do that is really like a statement rug. Um, and if you have wheels on your chair, just a nice flat weave rug um, will add quite a bit of a statement, but, you know, nobody would see it on those Zoom calls. Or um, nice purifying indoor plants, like those spider plants are quite good. Um, a pendant light. Um, you can have really interesting semi-flush pendants um, that have diffusers on them and look really, really elegant.
5: Now, leaving the office just for a moment, I want to ask you in a general sense and pulling from your experience, I'm going to say a word to you that I detest when it comes to colour, and please help me here. I'm going to say (laughs) this word now, and I'll only say it once. Magnolia. Ah,
0: grand. Yeah, that's been around for about 40 years in Ireland.
5: Stop the lights. Everything's magnolia. Help, please. Well,
0: I mean, nowadays, people are definitely embracing colours. For years, we were doing the whole taupe beige walls. Then from 2011, we were obsessed with light grey and still are into the light grey walls. But now I really do feel in 2021, people are embracing colour and they're not really afraid to throw a can of paint you know, 60 euro and five litres of paint and you transform a room in a day. So they don't mind actually saying, let's just go for the blue or the green wall. And if we don't like it, it's only paint. We can change it.
5: Mm. Are you one for mixing and matching colours in a room? Or do you feel that's for certain rooms in the house and other rooms you're better going with all the same?
0: I think in the house, try and look at your ground floor as one huge colour scheme, and you can design using three colours or five colours, Um, that becomes quite successful. So a couple of neutrals, and then your accent colours, like a mustard and a navy together is quite lovely.
5: Mm. And in terms of flooring in homes now, can I take it that carpets are tweed? they're history, you mentioned the magnolia 40 years ago, and more people into now the timber floor, the tile and the carpets out the door?
0: Huge, and you know what? They're huge into carp. Um, excuse me. They're huge into the wood flooring going throughout the ground floor, including their kitchen. More and more clients are going. I'm sick of great lines, and they get dirty, and they you know attract everything. Why don't we just run the one floor from the very start of the house right through? And um, you can get really good laminate boards that are um, water resistant, as well as semi um, solid floors floors which are like engineered boards yeah. and it's really successful because then you don't have those you know saddle boards in between the rooms so it feels like a bigger space if your ground floor has one floor
5: yeah how do you uh, feel about open space like a kitchen saying running into a sunroom where there are doors at the moment dividing they're only glass doors but they divide there's not much in them really are you a fan of opening it all up
0: I mean, extensions are hugely popular, aren't they, at yeah. the moment? But they can become quite cluttered looking, um, unless you're very neat and organised, which I'm sure you are. <laughs> I wish.
5: Go on. You're, you're flattering me now. Go on. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> and you've
0: perfect uh, storage solution. So, yeah, open plant spaces, you need to really get the cabinet makers in. And whatever he does with the kitchen tell them to add the same amount of you know the same door in the sunroom or nice um seating around the sunroom uh windows like in like little window seats with more drawers underneath just storage 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 whether it's your office or your open plan um, extension kitchen living dining room
5: mm. come back to the ceilings to go with you know your walls or whatever most people go for a contrast of course on the ceiling years ago you had designs on the ceiling you had the stipple ceiling Very what's good. what's yeah. what's in now what, what's yeah. the most popular
0: the most popular thing now is actually to paint your ceiling the same colour as your walls right yeah, it looks really good because most people are going to pick a quite a neutral color, aren't they? They're not going to go for mm. a dark navy, really. Mm. So if you paint your walls, say, a very light blue or a very light beige, why would you make a feature out of the ceiling? It is much nicer to just keep on going and continue that with um, the skirting boards and architrave. Also make them the same color as the walls because you don't really want to make a feature out yes. of skirting boards.
5: Now, you, you tipped on uh, the window space with myself and working that with blinds, uh, the Roman blinds, and uh, what else did you mention there? You mentioned the sunscreen, something...
0: sunscreen. Yes. You know, when you don't want to close um, yeah. down the room, a yeah. sunscreen is really nice because it just takes away the glare but you can still
5: completely see outside. And does that apply equally to all round the house? Say to your, you know, the good room, you know, I don't have to tell you about the good room in the house, uh, you know, or the kitchen space or general rooms. Does the same apply, as you mentioned, to the office there?
0: Well, you know what, when you're looking at your house from the outside, the yeah. front of your house, sometimes it's nice to have the same treatment on every window. So when you're standing outside, all the windows look the same. Yeah. But then at the back of the house, you can do different things. Mm. Um, but screens are a good idea. I like to dress curtains, dress windows with curtains down to the floor, even in bedrooms as well. That's
5: quite nice. OK, so you like the long drape right down that... Uh... Yeah,
0: we don't do it to the, to the radiator or the window anymore. Yeah. We drop those curtains all the way to the floor and it gives...
5: You more a feeling of more space in a room. Isn't that interesting? And, you know, today you can do so much, can't you, with that? You can trick the eye and the mind.
0: And, yeah, you can coordinate your fabrics with your upholstered headboard and cushions or a really cool footstool as well in your living room. And that's how you kind of inject colour with your accessories. And because they're only small items, you can change them up or have Mm. really funky dining chairs fully upholstered.
5: You're experienced in this business and people have gone back to you time and time again because they love what you do. I'm sure there are people listening today who think, oh my God, there's a massive job to do and, you know, I don't want the inconvenience of it. What do you say to that? You mentioned just get a can of paint and what you can do in a day with a room.
0: Well, I think if you're have a busy life, don't you always hire the experts to do a job right. So I really h- recommend if you hire an interior designer for the hour, you'll get the consultation, which will include talking about the floors, the walls, the lighting, yeah. plan, the window treatment, all in one hour and then you get this interior design report which helps you stay on track so when you're going shopping you don't have to remember the colour palette because it's in the interior design report you don't have to remember the dimensions of the sofa or any of the furniture because we write it all out for you so you're very well equipped and it just eliminates hours and hours of researching yourself when you have a busy job families and you know so many hobbies and everything else to get on with Mm.
5: Can you link people to tradespeople and suppliers because that's another nightmare scenario of trying to pull everything together.
0: Yeah, so you know I'd be using the same guys and girls for the last 10, 13 years, you Mm. know. So we've built up a great way of working together and... Um, I highly recommend these people. So, of course, when you're doing a project, I'll say, right, Jerry, here's the upholsterer's number, here's the carpenter's number. They, you know, they will prioritise you because they're, we're working together all the time. So you know that you can see previous work from my portfolio as well, mm. and you know that it's the guys that I use that will be working for you. So that's peace of mind, I
5: think. I mm. will tell you one thing, and I, I, I can't say the figure on the air, but you're not expensive, honestly, for a consultation. I look at the figure here, and God Almighty, it's with, it would with, <laughs> it's you. within any Anybody's purse, I have to say. But you want to uh, give a little offer to late lunch and LMFM listeners today before you go.
0: Yeah, I think I'm trying to encourage people not to be afraid of hiring a interior designer. We're just like any other tradesperson. So um, for the first couple of people who um, contact me, I'm going to give them 10% off con- uh, consultation with me. <sighs>
1: God,
5: she's only given it away, as Brendan O'Carroll said in that famous <laughs> ad for months and years. How do they get in touch with you? Tell them, please.
0: Yeah, you can go onto my website and there's a contact form on www. Interiors and my mobile number is on that and I have a studio on Strand Street Scarries so that you can pop in there as well.
5: Oh, I just can't wait to get back to the Blue Bar. I'm going to crack up oh, yes. if I don't get there soon or onto the harbour there. The harbour is lovely, yeah. Oh, yes. stoop as well. Oh, we just I love the miss place. Stoops Yeah, Stoops is great. We miss it enormously. You live in a lovely town, you really do. It's beautiful. I I, I love to go there we and visit Keri, and Yeah, I do. I do. I absolutely love it. It's a wonderful place. Anyway that's the details yes, yes. folks key thank interiors you. and that's K W E K W E. kwe it's very important not the key you turn the door <laughs> key kwe interiors.com all the information is there you're great i have a lot of food for thought so have our listeners thank you for joining me on the show lorna thank you jerry have a good weekend you too bye-bye that's lorna key there from key interiors in scaries i have a lot of thinking to do now i really do don't think too much. Put on the kettle, cup of tea, cup of coffee, something sweet. Late lunch. Stay with us. Back in a moment. Thanks for the lovely chat uh, this week, uh, Jerry, with Kathy Kelly, the author. Not enough highlight of the issue that you were talking about there, young girls and their experiences. Yes, I enjoyed my conversation with Cathy. Thanks for that nice message sent to us on the show this afternoon. Louise, political correctness. It's everywhere, isn't it? It is. But let me take you back a little bit in time. I want to say a big thank you to Jim Brown from Kells, who sent me in uh, this extract uh, from the Meath Chronicle 1925. And it's from a a report from a Kells Urban Council meeting. You sat at a few meetings yourself Mm. in your time in the County. Anyway, the headline says, Women's Rule, Old Maids and Cats. Okay, Cananis Moore councillor's outburst, and I'll just read it, it's not long. The modern young woman cannot be easy unless she has a man's job And a man's trousers on. So declared Mr Tully at the meeting of cananis Urban Council in March. Mr P Hopkins in the chair. The remark was occasioned by a reference to government departments. It's very unfair, said Mr Tully. In ten years' time, now this is 1925, we live nothing in this unfortunate country but old maids and cats. (laughs) (laughs) It is the greatest course of Ireland to be having women in everything because they're cheeky and cheap. They are succeeding in ousting the young men out of positions in every department of the public service, in the banks and in the commercial undertakings. The government offices are crammed with women. Hence, the young men are flying from the country as fast as they can go. If young men had these jobs... Stop laughing. If young men had these jobs, they would in time be in a position to marry. But women in these positions seldom marry. And besides, men are afraid to marry... That type of woman. Even in the national thrift... Uh, what's the national thrift? Even in the national thrift, a woman has been placed at the head of it. It must be something that was around at that time, the national thrift. Are we going to be bossed by petticoats? Would you help a woman to the position of town clerk, he exclaimed. Mr Riley said no. Mr Tully then replied, woman was made for one job by God Almighty, and she is a fool in her own interests. If she does not stick to it, <gasps> oh, oh. oh my God! Oh, can you imagine Twitter of the day, and Instagram and Facebook you burning up? Imagine him up?
7: going back to his wife. Oh
5: my, oh my! A subservient little woman who obviously did uh, and tended to his every need. Oh, Louise, but Louise! That was-
7: that was them in the day, wasn't it? Like you can't really call him anything because most men. That was just Nineteen twenty-five.
5: Nineteen twenty-five. And he was bemoaning what had happened in nineteen thirty-five. Mm-hmm. Hello, Mister Tully. I'd
7: say he'd be turning twenty, in 20,
5: 20 twenty-one.
7: <laughs> I'd say the poor devil be just scratched his head now if he was around.
5: Well, boys, what do you think? Are you with Tully or again him? <laughs> 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 Girls are up in arms. I hear them. They're out there, they're going mad on together. would have to work
7: them. harder if we weren't around.
5: Yeah, listen. <laughs> come on, come on, come on. And me talking about giving away a book and talking to Paula Fiennes early in the week. Well, geez, that's a sober is I'm going from the drink. Um, the invisible job, the Paula Fiennes. Remember, we're talking about yeah. that sharing of responsibilities. That's the complete antithesis of you know what I mean. But so, was that we were
7: created by God for one purpose only.
5: <laughs> that's what he said. Where is it? Hold on, hold on, I have to read that line again. Woman was made for One job by God Almighty, (laughs) and she is a fool in her own interests (laughs) if she doesn't stick to it. Brilliant. Oh, brilliant. Tully's the man. <laughs> I'm only joking. Don't go mad out there. <laughs> don't, don't report me on those social media platforms. I couldn't give a rats. Well, if you do, <laughs> to be honest with you. But isn't it brilliant? Brilliant. Isn't passionate. it? Just? Yeah. And, you know, it has, as you say, Louise, of a different time. You know what I mean? Of a different time, of a different era. For your entertainment, the Mead Chronicle 1925. And get your chronicle this week. It's a fantastic newspaper, as is the Draw Independent and the Argus and the Democrats support local support our local newspapers. Late launch LMFM radio back in a moment with news, sport and weather. No problem man. The book of the month is Nora A Love Story of Nora and James Joyce by Nuala O'Connor. And we've had a number of people just looking for me to repeat that. It's Nora, A Love Story of Nora and James Joyce by Nuala O'Connor. Margaret Madden's book of the month and Late Lunch Book Club. Now, I'm sending those books I mentioned earlier out to Rosemary Riley and Angela O'Brien. Well done to you. The riddle, the riddle got you, folks, this week. It really did. And I mean... Oh my, we've got such a response. Let me read the riddle for you again and give you the, um, the answer. The riddle is this. A man looks at a painting in a museum and says, Brothers and sisters, I have none. But that man's father is my father's son. Who is the person in the painting? The person in the painting, loads of people said himself. It's not himself. It really isn't, if you think about it and work it through. The answer is the man's son. That is the answer. Well done to Tommy in Italy. Your great Tommy got it right. Angelo Bryan got it right as well. Anne-Marie Kelly, Catherine Black, all correct. But you're in the minority by far today. But the winner of the little prize today, I'm sending it to Ned Lynch in Minalti. Well done, Ned. Ned in Menalty this afternoon got the right answer as well. And thanks to everybody who joined in the fun. We'll have another riddle for you, I promise you, next Friday on Late Lunch. Now, let me get back to the messages. <laughs> <laughs> Tully was right, says a listener. I was reading the extract from the Mead Chronicle beforehand. And there's a couple in that vein as well. But listen to this one, John. You're an old devil. You really are. John says the dolphin should be renamed Tully in honour of the Kells councillor. A visionary. He warned us of what lay ahead. But the PC brigade won out. Now look at us. They should erect a statue of him. In the town he serves so well.
7: <laughs> uh, it's just <laughs> brilliant. That is that is Bring back the suffragettes. death.
5: That is the WhatsApp message of the week, Mr. John. I won't reveal your second name. It's safe with me. It is indeed. But you just have given us fantastic and people. It's not just brilliant? Absolutely what a brilliant. Brilliant, brilliant message to, uh, to get on this Friday afternoon. Thanks a million. Now I move on to uh, My Artist of the Week, and very popular he's been, I have to say, Glenn Campbell. Sadly, in the latter part of 2010, Glenn was diagnosed with Alzheimer's, after which he embarked on his final tour. It was called Goodbye, and poignantly, three of his children were members of his supporting band. His final performance was in Napa, California, on November 30th, 2012, as Glenn's illness had progressed to a point that singing and playing in public was no longer possible. He did, however, subsequently record a final album called Adios. And his final song, I'm Going to Miss You, oh my God, it's so touching, isn't it? Which featured in the documentary, Glen Campbell, I'll Be Me, was nominated for an Oscar in 2015. If you haven't seen that documentary, folks, I highly recommend it. You can watch it back. Uh, There are many ways, but it's simply... So touching and moving. It it really, really is. You should watch it. Glen Campbell, I'll Be Me, it's called. Um, It's moving, touching and brilliant, as I said. And Glen himself, after the Making of that documentary, soldiered on in the care of his wife, Kim and family until August 8, 2017, when he took his leave of this world. But what a life he'd had, which was reflected in the outpouring of tributes and genuine sadness at his passing right across the board. His music and legacy live on through his children, especially daughter Ashley. And today there's only one way to sign off on the Glen Campbell story. Yes, here it is folks. I've been walking these streets so long like cow. Riding out on a horse, as they'd say round here. <laughs> yes, a horse. How's your horse? Anyway, it's a Glen Campbell's story concluding on Late Lunch This afternoon. I just love it. It gives me a great feeling. I don't know about you, that song, but it was a massive hit back in the 70s. And it brings me back to those days. I have to say a time in my life I absolutely loved. I loved the 70s. I really did. I grew up. That was the year I really, you know, came to know things in life and grow up a bit and that as well. And I loved the times, even though, my God, we had nothing. We had nothing really, but... The happiness I had in those years was just unbelievable. Anyway, Glen Campbell, we uh, dropped the curtain on his story today. great man and his music lives on forever and ever. A listener's been in touch to say she hopes that people really do uh, take care around that dolphin in the Boyne. And jet skis especially. They're shocking and they're really dangerous and dangerous to a creature like that as well. So please, please, please do as the man said earlier, Jerry, and mind that beautiful creature over this weekend Mark doesn't agree with me on the riddle well Mark Mark I believe the answer is right that it is the man's son think about it again and I've worked it through in my own mind as well and that's the answer I have here and you know Mark on late lunch, I'm always right always 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 remember that we our final break of the afternoon and uh, we'll be joined in a few moments by Leon Blanche looking ahead to the weekend in sport. Friday afternoon and yes, it's our usual look ahead to the big weekend in sport. And this week again, it's soccer-centric but there's a lot of big games in prospect starting here in the North East with the first loud derby of the season. Drogheda back in the Premier League. They haven't met in that division for a few years. It's Dundalk against Drogheda. Leon at Oriel Park. Fantastic match to look forward to.
1: Look, Jerry, I'm really looking forward to this derby. Um, Dundalk against Drogheda. Dundalk are looking for their first league win. Drogheda will be will be kicking themselves a little bit conceding so late against Shamrock Rovers. They definitely deserve something from that match. Um, Dundalk are favourites. The odds on favourites at six to four on. Drogheda are nearly as big as four to one. It's a big price when you think of how well they've started the season. And just at the moment, the way Dundalk are playing with all the problems behind the scenes at the club. I actually think Drogheda can come away from Oriel Park with a point. I just think that they've... Hopefully they'll learn from that lapse in concentration against Rovers. I mean, you'd be a brave man to be backing Dundalk at odds on. I know they haven't won yet, so they will get a victory sooner rather than later. However, Drogheda, at the moment, they're playing well. Dundalk's squad is not performing to its maximum capabilities. I think everybody would agree with that. And certainly what's going on behind the scenes is not helping. However... These players are good enough to be doing a lot better in the league table than they've done so far this season. But I just think Drogheda can go to Oriel and come away with a share of the spoils. And the draw, for me, is the most likely outcome.
5: You're keeping both camps happy uh, with that prediction uh, today, Leon. Thanks indeed. Now we move on to the uh, action across the water and the first piece of silverware of the season is up for grabs City's quadruple well that's gone at this stage but they can still do a treble starting with the League Cup this weekend they face managerless Spurs
1: Yeah and you know something Jerry? I think you know City are favourites here and rightly so um, they, they got back to winning ways having lost the semi-final against Chelsea they beat Aston Villa in the Premier League which kind of I think what do they need seven or eight points out of their remaining five games to become champions I think that's going to happen. Phil Foden, I've got to give him a particular mention because he came on for the injured De Bruyne against Chelsea. He started against Aston Villa. And you know something, for a young man who's only 20 years of age, he really does have the footballing world at his feet. He's an exceptional talent. Tottenham Hotspur, on the other hand, Ryan Mason, he's the temporary manager in charge. It was a very good second-half performance by Spurs um, against Southampton because they went in 1-0 down. And the players actually showed me a good bit of character, a good bit of spirit. They weren't showing it under Jose Mourinho. The big question mark for all Tottenham Hotspur fans is, will Harry Kane be okay? Because if he is, Jerry, you'd give Spurs a chance. But I think if Harry Kane is missing, I think I'd have to go with Manchester City. And you know something? Fair play to Pep Guardiola. Even with all the money that he spent... Even though there is bigger competitions, he has put a huge amount of effort into the League Cup every single season that he's been in charge at Manchester City. So I do applaud him for that because the domestic cup competitions have lost a bit with the foreign managers coming into the game. It's all about finishing in the top four and it's all about um, Champions League football or Europa League. Europa League football but Pep Guardiola he has won a couple of League Cups and I think they're going to win another League Cup they'll just get the job done inside 90 minutes in my opinion
5: now to the league itself you mentioned the top four there and a lot of action in or around those spaces this weekend big big London Derby surprised us all year you tipped them to do well under David Moyes West Ham at home to Chelsea
1: yeah West Ham against Chelsea look West Ham we've spoke about David Moyes enough he's done a really really good job Um, in fairness to him also I think when you look at Chelsea they were poor against Brighton I was a little bit disappointed with their performance Danny Welbeck hit the post in the second half maybe they were still on a bit of a high after getting through to an FA Cup final but this is a big game in terms of top four both of them are level on points but I just feel with West Ham if Antonio is missing I think he is going to be missing he's missed the last couple of matches He's their big focal point in terms of the big man up front. Everyone else works off him. Chelsea, they are built from the defence going forward. Their strikers are not doing the business, really. If you look at Havertz, if you look at Timo Werner, even if you look at Giroud, Tammy Abraham, they're not chipping in with enough goals. But I have a feeling here this could be the ultimate smash and grab. I think Chelsea will go, set up defensively, and just try and nick a 1-0 victory. And I probably think that's what's going to happen. I actually hope West Ham beat them, because I think for football, and all the nonsense concerning the Super League, wouldn't it be just perfect if West Ham United finished in the top four and qualified for next season's Champions League? That would really almost say to those greedy owners, those individual owners who didn't care about the total football pyramid, if West Ham finished in the top four, That's what the competition needs and that's what it's all about. You should only be qualifying for European football based on merit.
5: I couldn't agree with you more, Leon, and it would be great to see the hammers in the Premier European competition. Now, our final game game to look ahead to is a big one always. Leeds United against Manchester United and the Manchester boys will want to keep the pressure on City.
1: Yeah, look, I mean, in fairness, I will give credit where it's due to Man United. They've kept City honest. Um, they keep getting the results to try and keep the pressure on for as long as it's mathematically possible that they can catch them. I think United will keep going. But I was very impressed with Leeds United's second-half performance against Liverpool. Liverpool were good in the first half and probably should have put the game to bed. But Leeds in the second half, they well and truly deserved the point. They probably could have won the game with the chances that they created in the second half only for a couple of decent saves from Alisson. This should be an exciting game because Leeds... They just go and they have a go. Um, they, they attack with pace. They are left open to a counter-attack and this is obviously where Manchester United could hurt them. Mason Greenwood has been in great form over his last three or four games. He's another very young English striker who I think could be a star of the future. He's a clinical finisher. Give him a chance. And it's not the way um, he doesn't slash at the ball or he doesn't try to whack it. He just picks a spot nice and easy. He's very calm in front of the goal. And that's Definitely for me, that's a characteristic of an assured striker. I think there'll be goals, and I just feel Manchester United will just about get this done. They'll be thinking, let's beat Leeds. City, obviously, are not playing because they're in the League Cup. You just want to try and put as, as much pressure as you possibly can on Manchester City. I don't think they're going to stop them, but as coming from Manchester United, they can only win their matches, and I think they will beat Leeds. I'd be going for Man United to win and both teams to score.
5: Leon, as usual, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Leon Blanche, Communications Manager with Boyle Sports. Thanks, Jerry. Can anyone tell us what's going on in the motorway exit at Ballymac and the M1 between Blaney exit and the Ballymac? I'm here for the last 40 minutes going nowhere, heading north, heading north. So beware if you're in that area. There are delays, obviously. We're hearing about it here by message. The M1 between the Blaney and the Ballymac exits heading north on the M1 severe delay somebody there for 40 minutes at the moment thanks for letting us know there you don't agree with me with the riddle
7: no i no i don't uh, i know you're always right even when you're wrong
5: (laughs) but i i I think it is well himself well well well, louise (laughs)
7: louise
5: louise (laughs) just listen to me now for just a moment
7: how can your father be you like
5: magnus magnuson on (laughs) uh, uh mastermind I have the sheet in front of me with the answer on it and that's the answer I have to accept the man's son. Anyway the riddle is a bit of crack so we'll have another yeah, one exactly. and we'll get it right. And I you normally know never get
7: it that's why I I'm know, sticking to the guns I, on this one. I
5: still think the answer's right when I work it through and then you are after confusing me a minute ago but we let them uh, mull over that over the weekend. That's my job. Oh, that's your job is right. Anyway Eddie Caffrey's coming next with The Drive. Thank you to all our guests. Thank you to you for listening in and being with us every day. We love your company. Have a lovely weekend. The weather's fantastic. I see Nula Kerry on talking about it there on the television. Enjoy it. Be safe. And do come back and join us for a brand new week of late lunch on Monday from half one. Thank you to you, Lou, to Louise. Thanks a million for everything. See you folks Monday. Have a safe weekend.
4: The late lunch with Blackstone Motors, and Dock and Cavan. Attention, all van drivers! We have the biggest range of light commercials in the northeast. Our van specialist, Danny at Blackstone Motors, will find a commercial vehicle to suit your requirements. We offer same-day business finance. Call Danny or visit BlackstoneMotors.ie
0: for more information. It's that time of the year.
3: To get started, visit plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company. They offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com.